Hi, and welcome to For Real Life. I'm Jochem Hill. This podcast is intended to use biblical truth for real-life issues. The Bible talks about many of life's questions, struggles, hopes, and fears. It's a book that was written many years ago, but is definitely applicable to the here and now. It's not just stories and theories, it's for real life. Doubt is a part of our lives. We doubt many things in life. We have, for instance, a healthy doubt towards the internet, things that we read online. We doubt if things are true or not. We can doubt other people. We can doubt what they say is true. We can doubt their capabilities. Similarly, we can doubt our own capabilities, which can be good or bad. Um, We doubt whether we can do something or not. But sometimes that stops us from doing things that are actually really good for us. Sometimes we hear or read about something or someone or some place, and we doubt whether that's true, whether that really exists. And often only proof will remove those doubts. Now, this has often been the case of God, the existence of God, uh, whether he would do what he said he would do, um, is often doubted and has been for uh, as long as we've existed. Proof could remove those doubts, but we can't really see God. But without seeing him, we can still find proof of his existence. And also proof that the Bible, the book that explains his existence, can be trusted. I spoke about this with Caleb Lawrence. He's an engineer, originally from British Columbia. He has also studied the Bible for many years and has looked into proof of existence of the God of the Bible. And here's a part of our conversation. Thanks so much for joining me, Caleb. Hi, Joachim. How are you? Great, thanks. You've looked into uh, the topic of the existence of God and how you can uh, basically prove or be confident that the, a God exists. Why did you first start looking into this? That's a great question, Joachim. I looked into this first because of just a natural curiosity. And I, and I think it relates to things like trying to find answers, trying to look around you and find an answer to why you might be there and why things exist. And I'm an engineer by trade. I look at things perhaps in a sometimes too logical manner. And looking around me, uh, just trying to find some answers. And if you look at the, the tremendous order of creation, you look at the order of science, um, there's so many things around that, from my perspective, appeal to my sense of design. And I I just was fascinated and curious about where we've come from and and finding some answers as far as that goes. So I think it just comes down to looking for answers and that curiosity to find something that you can say, ah, okay, that explains that. That's that's really the basis of uh, my exploration, I'll say. Right. And I guess as an engineer, uh, you spend so much time and, and effort on a design process, right, where you... You first put something on paper, uh, you do the calculations, and then after many, many, many steps, you have a product, right? And uh, it seems difficult to believe that something as well-functioning as our whole ecosystem uh, and everything that's on this world, how it fits together so well, including us as human beings, that there is not that same design process uh, that has gone, you know, into making a, a building or a car, right? So, um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you that there's, there's really something to look into there. 
as to in our design of, of us and of really this ecosystem that we live in. Yeah, for sure, Joachim. And, and the thing that you, you really try to do, you strive to do when you are trying to look for answers is you observe as much evidence as you can. You look around you and, and try to determine uh, with as clear and open mind to what answers you may find if you, if you look at the data. And I know that science is a very broad, broad study, but with an open and clear mind, when you examine the data, you really look at evidence around you, it, it really points to a design. It points to order, not chaos. It points to planning and purpose rather than chaos. And that, I think, is a fascinating uh, study. A lot of us today don't want to see a higher power around us. It's just natural. Human beings, I'm included in this. We just don't really like authority. We like to make our own decisions and be the captains of our own destiny. And when you look at things like design and order and, and try to roll into perhaps a creator or a higher power, it, it's the potential of limiting what I can do and my, my personal freedom but that aside, when you look at a lot of the evidence around you, you know, you, you look at the timeline of human history, you, you look at things that were unearthing in, from the earth and, and archaeology and, and especially science, there's so much indication of, of design, of purpose and of plan with our, with our world. And it's fascinating to me. And that's just the curiosity and, and approach that I've taken to try and find some of these answers. Once you started scratching that itch, did it satisfy your curiosity? I think so. There's never, I, I guess it's like a, like my garden. It's never full of water. I mean, you can get puddles back there, but when you keep pouring water in it, you know, the, the earth still keeps soaking up the, uh, the water that pours on. So it's not like the... Um, you know, the earth is, is ever full of water. We, we have a water cycle. And so it's a kind of a continuing process. Or I guess it's like your eyes are never full of seeing, to, to quote a proverb. It's not like you, your eyes fill up by the end of the day and you have to empty them. So the curiosity is always there. But I think when you examine um, the evidence, there's always curiosity. But it also points to answers. I think that there are clear conclusions. So the curiosity remains. The exploration and the, the, the journey, if you will, of trying to find things out remains. But with that, there, I think there are real tangible, concrete answers to some of these questions that once you've realized the, the fact that there's a creator, that this is a, a design system, there is plan and purpose, it opens up an entire new vista of exploration, of curiosity that just keeps going to reinforce this, to confirm in your mind that, wow, God's, God exists, God's alive, and there's so much evidence that points to, to that fact. Yeah. So you, you've mentioned a couple of things already. We talked about science. I think you briefly mentioned archaeology. So there's a few different uh, topics specifically that you had in mind, right, That's, that you looked into. Yeah. And we can break it down really into three. It's the general category of science, I know that's really broad, and a lot of people look at science as they say, ah, well, that's actually the, the clearest way to determine there is not a God. And, and I would take the opposite perspective. I believe that science is actually one of the most concrete and tangible ways to identify that there is a design, there is a creator. So that's the first one is, is just taking a, a rudimentary look at some of the principles of science. 
The second one is archaeology. And once we dig below the surface, and I use that kind of, uh, <laughs> that is a bit of an analogy. Once you dig below the surface of the ground, you find all sorts of interesting things buried in, this, in the crust of the earth. And look at it from the perspective of ancient cities and ancient information that you can dig up that's right there in the land of Israel or, or even around Egypt in this various areas of, of ancient civilizations. And archaeology is another really interesting exploration, point of exploration to just find out what has gone before and does it line up with the biblical record. And then the third one is prophecy. And this is sometimes almost scary to people think about, ooh, you know, prophecy. It's uh, Can you give a, a quick explanation? How would you define prophecy? I think science, archaeology are words that we maybe not use on a daily basis, but what do you understand as prophecy? That's, a, that's another great question, Joachim. Um, prophecy is really, it's, it's coming, uh, coming to an understanding of what the Word of God says. It's kind of telling you what's going to happen, but it's also telling you how things uh, are to be. And, and that's part of what God's Word points out the things that are in line with His plan be it future events, understanding current events, or looking at the lens of past events through, uh, through the lens of God's word. So prophecy, you're right, that's kind of a, a strange definition, and sometimes people don't really understand it. But really, it's, it's the plan and purpose that's outlined in God's word as it impacts events, things that uh, have happened, things that are happening now, and things that will happen in the future. And God's word or the Bible highlights a lot of those things for us. We can actually start to understand some of the things that are, that are happening around us and, and that will happen in the future from that perspective. Yeah, I think biblical prophecy uh, is, is not vague either, right? So, I mean, I think there have been many prophets uh, and people who foretell the future and in some very vague, generic terms that you can apply to just about everything that happened. Um, but I think... With God, it's a little different. He, he's not vague. He's very clear and direct about these things. So thank you. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join me. Uh, so we're going to look at these three topics, science, archaeology, and prophecy uh, in future podcasts. So I will talk to you soon. Okay, Yogam, take care. That was the first of four conversations I had with Caleb. I hope you join us for our next conversation where we talk about something that you and I use every day that proves the existence of a creator. Thank you for listening to For Real Life in the WCF Podcast Network. I'm Levi, and I'm a co-host on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. We have another show where Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships, and it's called From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org podcasts. Lastly, did you know that WCF assists in support and resettlement for dozens of political refugees a year? Please consider supporting our efforts with donating on our website, wcfoundation.org. Have a great week.